it's an amazing tool as long as you don't think it's the only tool you have to use. It's like, you know, eating. You don't just use a fork. You have to use a knife and a spoon sometimes. You know, like you need to diversify yourself and, and do your research. And the more you link to, the more your world of Pinterest is going to grow on you. And that's where you're going to get even more out of it. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Interior design life and business coach Desi Cresswell is no stranger to running a successful interior design firm. A former designer herself, Desi has learned everything that you need to know to bring in the Benjamins for your design business. To find out more, head on over to DesiCresswell.com. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity. Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. And today we're talking all about Pinterest and more specifically Pinterest and how it can be used as a tool from an interior designer standpoint. Chandler Oldham joins the show today and she's the director of interior design for DXA Studio. And she has some interesting takes on how she's utilized it as a tool, more so from a necessity from COVID and, you know, everything went digital, but she's retaining it and she's learned a lot of tips and tricks about Pinterest and how you can help to use it to streamline your systems and processes in interior design, whether you're a budget interior designer or you're a high-end interior designer and how you can even help to use it to spark inspiration for those times maybe when you, you have that block, that design block or communicating between other designers as an extraordinary tool for the interior design industry, not just a social media platform. It's not perfect. There are definitely some downsides, and she and I go over that as well. So I think you're going to find very interesting, just from a little bit of a different perspective on using Pinterest in some ways that maybe you hadn't thought about before going into this interview. But before we do get into the interview with Chandler Oldham of DXA Studio, y'all know what time it is. Time for Men and News, Men and News Sesh. Yeah. All right. So I have a couple of things for you today because uh, neither one is really groundbreaking or super exciting as the uh, social media news is kind of. But this first one, I do want to talk about Instagram. So Instagram is doing the suggested post. I'm sure you've seen them. If you like something by a designer, if you follow a designer, it's like here are some other posts that this designer has, which I personally love. I've seen uh, my likes in my Instagram go up when you know people like my stuff in the suggested post. But now Instagram is testing just doing that throughout your entire feed and it putting suggestions for other people in front of even friends, family, or, or chosen people that you follow just to kind of make it more um, entertaining. You know, again, we're going back to the algorithm. They're going to push people in front of you that they think you're going to like based on the stuff that you know. 
So they're testing it. It's just coming to a, a small number of users, but it's going to be interesting to see if they're, you know, someone likes interior design. Maybe they're just going to say, hey, here's a suggested designer or a suggested uh, post from this designer in this genre. So let's let's see how this shakes out. I like it from a, a marketing standpoint, right? And someone that wants to build my following and build my accounts for my design business and my marketing business, putting that out in front of people. I think hashtags are going to be more important when it comes to that, for sure, in your captions and the way you, I'm, I'm holding up finger quotes for the video audience, for the audio audience can't see it, the way you SEO your captions, the way you write your captions to make them more discoverable in Instagram on there. So so let's see how that shakes out. Also, um, gosh, I want to say it's been a couple months ago, we did say that Facebook was toying around or getting ready to launch, I should say, live audio rooms and podcasts on Facebook. Well, ta-da. Now that they've done it, they've launched it because, you know, Clubhouse has been so successful. I, I personally, I'm finding Clubhouse now to get a little bit muddy, a little bit muddy. So uh, maybe this is a terrific time to launch because I've, I've heard in the circles, I've seen in the little groups that people are like, are we still liking Clubhouse? Is it still a thing? Is, the new, is that new Clubhouse smell wearing off? So now Facebook rolling this out, this audio, social audio experience, again, finger quotes that they're calling it, they're bringing that to Facebook is rolling out. So Public figures and select Facebook groups in the U.S. can create live audio rooms, audio rooms only on iOS and select podcasts will be available to listeners in the U.S. So in the coming weeks, they're going to expand that, the ability for more public figures and groups to host live audio rooms and introduce new features for both experiences in the coming months, uh, quote unquote, kind of, <laughs> from the article there. So and the live audio rooms are on Facebook are going to, uh, very similar to Clubhouse again. So live audio rooms on Facebook are going to help you to discover, listen in on, and join live conversations with public figures, experts, and others about topics you're interested in. As they broaden this out to people who, I guess, who are less public figures, <laughs> they made the work, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a soft launch, I guess you could say. That's going to be interesting. So I know that a lot of interior design coaches, a lot of interior design professionals have been pretty active over there in Clubhouse and have gotten a, a, a smattering, a, a modest, I think, following and group over there. So I'm wondering if that will be bigger and carrying that over to Facebook because your audience there, I mean, it's been around forever, is super, super established. So, curious to see. Many new sash. Yeah. yeah! Now, before we get into my interview with Chandler Oldham, let me tell you a little bit about Chandler. She is the director of interior design at DXA Studio, which I do think I mentioned, and she has experience working on renovations, initial design, and installations of various projects. Short and sweet. <laughs> Very short and sweet bio. She's also modest. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Chandler Oldham to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Chandler Oldham. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic on this lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining cats and dogs outside. I know, I know we were talking that your weather in New Jersey was crap today, and so am I. So hopefully the electrical will hold up during our interview and we won't have to reschedule. Yeah, we had a brief moment of sunshine and now it's it's becoming overcast again. So I'm sure we'll get rain as well. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So uh, Chandler, Today, we are talking all about Pinterest and how you use it at your interior design firm over there at DXA Studio. So tell us, uh, before we get into Pinterest and how it's helped you, um, you're the director of interior design over there, correct? That is correct. We're an architecture firm, but we do architecture and interiors, and I am the director of interior design. 
Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. So when your PR agent reached out to me, she said, let's talk all about Pinterest and how it's really helped you guys streamline your systems and processes over there. And so I thought that that would be very helpful for the interior designers and the audience listening to see how you utilize Pinterest in order to to make everything easy peasy and to help your clients and help you guys work over there. So we're going to pick your brain. And before we do, tell me just a little bit about your your experience and your role over at DXA and we'll dig in. So my firm, the firm I work for, um, we specialize mostly in multifamily residential, so developments, both condos and rentals. Uh, We do do some single-family residential as well. And my background is in both single-family residential, high-end, and uh, hospitality. So I've been in the industry for about 20 years or so. I've kind of been all over the place. So to see where design has began and how we used to cut up images to now the reason why I love talking about Pinterest is it has made my life so much easier. (laughs) Um, Not only being able to keep track of images and compartmentalizing, but you know, it, Everything it just it just is always there. You can be like, oh, that image that I remember seeing in a magazine or whatever. Where did I put it? What did I do with it? You know, there's been so many um, programs along the way to kind of help you set that up. But I, I yeah. still think Pinterest is just beyond has um, exceeded I think most people's expectations and has really been a go to source. Well, I know from a a client-facing standpoint, when I was doing full-time interior design in Miami, I used it a lot just to streamline the um, intake to get a feel for the client's aesthetics. So our design time was very quick, very streamlined, very, you know, so we wouldn't be off base with their aesthetic. It was very easy for us to have to share a Pinterest folder. Are you doing client-facing, utilizing Pinterest for that as well? Or are we going more internal or a little bit of both? So... In the beginning, it was more just internal, where whenever we started a project, the team would just create a a Pinterest board and then people would just save into it. But now I I will have to say I have worked with some residential clients where they're sharing images and we have a new client actually based in Florida. And (laughs) he's like, I don't want to admit this, but I started stalking your Pinterest boards. Um, So I guess... You know, it it wasn't kind of initial, but it might be a way for, you know, moving projects forward that we do use it even in kind of this multifamily commercial aspect, especially when you have clients that are a lot more hands-on and they almost treat it like a residential. And I think a lot more developers are starting to do that. It's almost like these projects are like little homes for them. So I haven't exactly used it to date that way outside of the the single family residential clients, but I I do believe it it might be, um, especially you know this kind of post COVID times. I know we're getting out of it and it's great, but during this time period, it was the most efficient and easiest way to to kind of communicate and as you say, not waste a lot of time going in the completely wrong direction because a lot of times, you know, clients can just send you those few images. It's not even that many and you get it. You're like, okay, I got it and I can go from there and you kind of go back and forth. So it's been great. So how has COVID changed the landscape for you and how you work with Pinterest or digitally at all? Are you finding that you're doing more things online or have you guys gone back to to normal? What are you going to adopt from that? Yeah. We're still not fully in the office. I go in a few days a week uh, after 
working in a small apartment in New York City, actually in Brooklyn, and having all the samples, my apartment becoming where I live, where my two dogs live, because I have two dogs, and then all the samples of all the projects I had been working on, it was just too much. So I was really happy to at least part-time get back to the office when it was kind of safe, almost about September of last year, but kind of intermittent. But most people have continued to, to stay full-time at home, but it's changing now. Um, there's definitely a lot more people going in, which is so much better for just the community feeling of design um, and the interactions, and then also to get away from our everyday. Do you think that relying heavily on digital resources such as Pinterest or Instagram has changed the way you guys are going to interact with clients or even peer-to-peer going forward after COVID or you think it's temporary? No, I think I think everyone's learning a lot more ways to be efficient and using these kind of platforms makes it more efficient. Um, it's a lot easier to communicate just with and kind of keep people because I think before now, you know, we we did use it here and there and we were incorporating it into how we worked, but we became a lot more reliant on sharing. And I think that just makes everything easier. So there's a lot less, you know, it's sometimes you're like, oh, I work in an office with someone, but I never know what they're doing because they're stuck at their desk. I'm stuck at mine. We, you know, we get the blinders on and this is a way to be constantly sharing without being like, hey, and then when it's time to really come together, everyone's on the same page. So it's it's great for you know individuals to share with their clients, but also when you work for a larger company, keeping that communication and you know that visual and creative communication open and knowing that people are in the same. Let's talk about that a little bit more. So you're talking about during the the creative and the actual design process, utilizing Pinterest as a tool to help facilitate that? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's heavy-handed during the concept period. Obviously, that's when we're really designing. But to me, you use it throughout the entire project because as you kind of get to CD documents and things like that and you're working out details, and even when you're in CA and you're you know trying, I know hand sketching is great, but sometimes my motto all the time is a picture is worth a thousand words. If you happen to have a really good image of a detail that is you know just really good, you just send that to a client and they get it or you send that to the contractor or the mill worker or whoever's working on something and you don't have to sketch it up because they have the picture. You know, in case you're not as good at sketching or someone's not as good, you you send a picture and they get it. And even with the client, sometimes they want to, you know, every know every single detail. And so you say, oh, this is what it looks like. And they're like, oh, I got it. Like for something they can't envision or something you're like, okay, I can't really see how that's going to be. And then you, you send them a picture of the millwork or you send them a picture of the layout or, or something like that that you found on Pinterest. I know Pinterest is crazy robust and it's got a really terrific search engine and it's grown so much over the years. Do you find that you're able to locate pretty much any instance of an example that you're looking for on Pinterest? No. Or are there no okay. Okay. <laughs> I will say that my my joke with Pinterest is you can go down the rabbit hole. Because of their algorithms, you'll end up being sent the same images all the time. And you have to know how to get out of the rabbit hole to get back in. And that's where also being resourceful on a lot of blogs and a lot of design, like it does have limitations. I think it's fantastic, but you have to know how to work it (laughs) at times. So let's talk about that. Let's get out of the rabbit hole. Let's give some, let's give some tips. It's really like when you find a website that you like or a blog or whatever, 
use those things to go in. Like you need to start also finding design, other designers that you like, furniture makers that you like, whatever, and be on their websites because it kind of then gives them a new place to kind of get their images from. So it takes it out of the same, I hate to say the same algorithm. You do have to use it in tandem. But the whole point is you're constantly saving for yourself. So I made this comment to someone once and they're like, oh my God, that's exactly the truth is the trick of design is that you're always doing it. I'm always doing it. I'm always saving to Pinterest. I mean, like, no, it's a full-time job. When you're saying go to other designers' websites, do you mean going to and pulling from their, their Pinterest pages? And saving so you can broaden that algorithm or their actual URL? No, you actually have to start out on someone else's website to then get it back into Pinterest. So it's like you go to a website and if you can save that image from Pinterest, it kind of brings in a new, yeah, a new algorithm into when you are only searching inside Pinterest Ah, and not then going outside of it, saving from that into it, then it kind of takes you out of the circle. You're talking like using one of those Pinterest plugins or something yes. that you can. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's important. It's important, right? Yes. So there. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So so that's the missing element. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> From this conversation. You're like, Wait. Right? How do you do that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. To to make it clear. Yeah. Yeah. Download the Pinterest plugin so that okay. when you're kind of just you know on websites and stuff like that, you can save into it. Okay. So that's a great tip. So that's what I was, I was, I was like, okay, let me make sure I get down to this so the listeners understand. So if you go, if you can just Google or just go on Pinterest and just look for the plugin and what it is, it's a little thing that'll live up in your little plug, wherever your plugins are, you'll give it permission. And whenever you go to a website, there'll be like a little Pinterest logo hovering over your pictures. And then you can save that to your Pinterest from that logo. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes what happens if you don't have it up there, it just becomes if you right click, it might be embedded there and you right click and you find the Pinterest little logo. So it, it can live in, in two places, but you do, yeah, you have to download it as a plugin so it knows <laughs> to do it. I find it's more successful on PCs. Macs do also have it. I, I find it's a little easier on a PC. So if you work on a PC, great. Even though I work on a Mac personally, I work on a PC at work. So if I have any issues with my Mac not wanting to save it, I just send the the website to myself. Um, but there's, <laughs> yeah. But I also do it on my phone. So that's the other thing. I mean, like I have, I do have an iPhone and I'll just kind of do it because sometimes the login, like it's a lot easier to save something from your phone. I'll screenshot and I save it to Pinterest. I mean, I do know Pinterest is actually getting a lot better with the whole copyright and making sure that the original image is now the rights of the people, you know, that posted it first, where originally it wasn't. So that is a good thing. So sometimes it might be a little more of a challenge, but... Recently, we had Kate. Kate, I don't know if you're familiar with Kate All of the Simple Pin podcast. She was on and she we were actually talking about that. That, that yeah, they kind of have started like a traceable kind of system for copyright. The way it's set up right now, it's so convoluted. And we're like, is it really worth the time to spend in there to go to it? Is it really worth the time, you know, to chase that down? And she and I were both like, mm, maybe not. You know, it's your hourly rate right now the way it is because it's really convoluted to go in there and chase it down. But they they have tried by putting something in place. So I guess, you know, that, they're that's they're trying. A start. 
Yeah, they're yeah. they're, they're trying, trying, quote unquote. <laughs> we, we are quote. So let's talk a little bit more about the design process and the collaboration. Do you, with your your designers or or your staff, do you guys independent of the client? Will you pull up inspiration from Pinterest and, and design around it, or just to spur your creativity? Because as creatives. I, we're not always in that zone, right? We don't always get that spark. We don't always have that thing. So uh, how, tell me how Pinterest is helping you with your creative process for clients. Well, I think it helps more so stay on top of what's kind of trending and what's happening in the marketplace. Whereas we do kind of get stuck. I mean, especially, I hate to say during COVID when we were stuck at our desks and stuck inside and couldn't be out and about. The only way we got trends and got what was going on was through um, social media and social media platforms. I definitely am also on top of Pinterest. I'm a big Instagrammer. I like images. As as a designer, I'm an image person. I love photographs. I love images. I studied art history in college. So it it started early. But with all that on on Pinterest, it just kind of helps you stay on top. And it also, to me, it has made the world smaller. So you're able to get, since we couldn't travel, we couldn't fly to Europe or couldn't fly to, you know, Asia or couldn't fly to Australia or couldn't fly. All of a sudden, all these resources and all these blogs and all these magazines and all these places and projects and designers and whatever around, you know, they're posting stuff on Facebook and I mean, on uh, Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. And they're now getting part of being in the algorithm. So their projects are popping up on you know, on your feeds and on your pages. And so the whole world is opening up to you and you're seeing things in different perspectives. So uh, that's another thing I've loved about it is being able to see what design trends are happening elsewhere. I am American, but I, I did study, I, I grew I mean, I, I lived in London, I studied in Florence. So I like international <laughs> influences in my design as well. Obviously the Scandinavian trend was, you know, huge for a while and still is. But, you know, the design happening in Australia, design happening in Greece. I, I follow an architect in interiors in, from Greece. They're amazing. They do beautiful stuff. What are some of your favorite accounts to follow on Pinterest in order to find some of this inspiration? Do you have any <sighs> set aside? If not, that's okay. I do, but I don't because I don't like to only follow, like, I like having a plethora of inspirations. Depending upon my projects and the direction it's going in, I've always designed to cater to a client and that client has always kind of run the gamut in kind of directions they want. So it kind of ranges. Hi, I'd like to take this minute to welcome Build Lane as a new sponsor to our show. I tell you, when Build Lane came to me to inquire about becoming a sponsor, I was like, huh, let me see what they're all about. And I have to tell you, I would have given my left leg (laughs) to have known about Build Lane when I was doing interior design in Miami because they would have made it so much simpler. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They are a platform that makes it easy for designers to build custom furniture for our clients. For example, like in Miami, if I had to build a custom dining table for someone, I would go for one vendor. If I had to do upholstery, I would go to another vendor. If I had to build a chase, a different vendor. And it's so much systems and processes and logistics and putting everything together well. Build Lane does all that for you. All you do is send them your design. It can be anything from like a little coffee table sketch to an inspiration photo or or fully specified CAD drawing. And they're going to match the needs of that piece with one of their highly, highly vetted 
factories that has the capabilities to make that piece and return the quote to you. Then all you do is approve the quote. You get a shop drawing. You approve that. The piece is fabricated. You get photos to show the build, how it's going with the fabric, other materials along the way. So you're fully informed. You can inform your client. You can save these images to show your client, put on social media, whatever, and Build Lane even handles the shipping. You get a dedicated account manager, and they start the process with a demo to walk you through the site, which is super, super easy peasy, and we'll be there along the way to help you with any questions that you might have. So the end result is really just anything you can imagine. I wish (laughs) that I had known about them when I was doing this. It would have made my life so much easier. So to go check them out, head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Life and business coach Desi Cresswell is a coach for us, the interior design industry. And you know what? She's a former designer. So who is better to coach you on how to run a successful interior design business? And if you have been attending her five-day focus fix over on her Instagram channel at Desi Cresswell, You know that she is the real deal and she has tons of takeaways and she's been giving that away for free. So just imagine the depth and level of expertise that you can achieve from her by going and signing up for her Out of Overwhelm coaching program, which starts on July 13th. If you head on over to DesiCresswell.com slash coaching or even just DesiCresswell.com, you can get some more information on it. It's a three-month group coaching program. What's great about group coaching is not only can you present your problems and situations to Desi to help work them through, but you can hear other people's situations that just might apply to you that maybe you forgot about and hear their solution and apply that towards yourself as well. So sometimes group coaching is even better than one-on-one just for that creativity and that spurring that, oh yeah, you know what? I, I have that problem also. I totally forgot about it. And not only that, it includes a custom workbook and the full version of the daily planner to ensure that you are integrating and implementing what you learn in the program, can we say, accountability. It includes an online community where you can connect with like-minded interior designers, share resources, and get accountability that you desire. Some topics include mastering your schedule, managing perfectionism, stop procrastinating, develop your CEO mindset, Learn to be decisive. Stop people-pleasing. So if this is for you, again, head on over to DesiCreswell.com. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. Tell her Darla sent you and free yourself from overwhelm. So you, you mentioned earlier that DXA Studio does some high-end work as well. Are you? Do you find that Pinterest provides you a lot of high-end ins, inspiration or, or does it seem to be more pigeonholed to a certain level of design? Hmm. I do think when you're searching for certain super, super high-end that's not so hospitality-based, it does pigeonhole and it is a, a bit of the same. So again, you have to... That's where still like magazines and following them, like they kind of know the upper echelons of, of designs and just doing your own homework and learning who the upper echelons are. I find, again, you have to still use the internet and people's websites and individual companies and learning who, you know, the best are, you know, getting the AD top 100, you know, designers of, of the world and also in the US and then going to their websites. 
again, that you have to get out of Pinterest is a rabbit hole. It will send you to the same <laughs> types of things all the time. So you yeah. have to learn to get it out of that. And so you do have to do extra homework. You can't 100% rely on Pinterest. As much as I want to say it's one-stop shopping, <laughs> that's like, you know. But still, even if it's not a one-stop shop, it's a valuable tool that's helped you with a, a huge percentage of the design process and systems and processes and communicating with staff and clients and really helping to, to winnow down your design time. I, I mean, I know for me, when I was doing full-time design, that was the case. Because it's not only like your search tool, it's your saving tool. I mean, you create your own pages, you know, you create your own categories, so you can still find those high end and save their projects in your, so maybe it's not always going to show up in your, in your feeds and your pages, but you have a place where it's saved. So you can always go back to it and then link to, because it, it still sometimes, you know, will help you save to other kind of like-minded, but again, you have to first kind of get it to go in that direction. You kind of have to teach it in a sense. But yeah, it's a little harder work. It definitely does like certain trending topics. And I do find a lot of times when I am searching for something specific, when I just plug in like wood ceilings or something like that, it does not send me to great <laughs> pages. Like it sends me to a bad, you know, like more like I hate to say shopping pages. You know, I, I will say that's a direction that I'm not quite, it's, you know, and I'm hoping it's, it's not the trend for the future. A lot of it is all getting Shop, to be like linked, yeah. yeah, linked to this, to shop here, linked to this. To, and, I, and it was to me always used as an inspiration mm -hmm. and not necessarily an actual, like, I want to find exactly that and where everything I look to is a link to somewhere to shop for. I think that's only going to get worse, to be honest with you, because Pinterest, uh, you know, they're a publicly traded company. <laughs> so. Well, then I guess they'll end up being another apparatus, another platform in which goes away from that, even though you are, I'm, I'm trying to think, well, something is now they're starting to charge you for it. Venmo. I think supposedly if you like, you know, try to do fast money sent, you know, like transfers, yeah. they're going to start charging you for it. And it was like, that's what they do. Already they, getting they reel you, you in. Yeah. They reel you no. in, get you sucked into it. And then they're like, now we're going to take your money. The first taste is free. <laughs> okay. So We've been talking about residential mostly right now. You did talk about hospitality and commercial design. Are you still using Pinterest for that as well? I use it all the time. I mean, it doesn't okay. matter. When I'm in the concept phase, I'm A, because I'm always saving images and I'm always thinking one project ahead. Like I, I know that I just constantly, you have to always be using it. You always have to be inspiring yourself to the next trend, to the next thing. So it's always what I'm doing. And like I said, internally at DXA, whenever we start a project, we as a team, and you have to understand we are an architecture firm, so everything starts with the building. So we it, it starts with all the concepts for the actual architecture of the building, and then it goes to the interiors. So a lot of times I'm also getting inspired by the architects I work with, you know, my the the founding partners, Jordan and Wayne, you know, like they set a, a precedence from the get-go of like this is the concept of the building, this is the the schemes of the building, the color, and we mm -hmm. do bring a lot of that inside depending upon, you know, the spaces. Um, with multifamily, obviously, we're designing a lot of kitchens and bathrooms for apartments, and those will end up, you know, kind of being their own element because at the end of the day, people live there. So, we need to make it comfortable and, 
you know, not look like the, the architecture, but in the amenity spaces and receptions and lobbies, you know, we, there's an aspect that we're bringing the outside inside. So I do have to, it's almost like the founders, the partners are my internal bosses <laughs> to make sure that I'm keeping, you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming in as a separate interior designer. And that's the whole part of why we find it so important that we're one team, you know, one entity as the architect. Cause a lot of times, you know, interior designers, an architect of record or a design architect or whatever is designing the building. And then an interior designer comes in and a lot of times they don't always get along, you know, they're, you know, like (laughs) it's the fun, the fun aspect, but since we're interior, you know, we're internal and we do both, we get to create this kind of cohesive entity all in one. So that helps. And it starts with Pinterest boards. (laughs) <laughs> like, back to Pinterest. <laughs> bring it all back to okay. So are you able to source and find new products or, or things that maybe you had, hadn't had exposure to before via Pinterest? Is it talking about shopping, or is it pretty basic? I say when it comes to that stuff, it's mostly that I follow a lot of. I mean, I get so many emails like from vendors, but I am starting to follow. That I mean, that's definitely I think on that side, following more and more vendors on Pinterest. So they are posting projects and and launches of materials. That's what materials. I was going to say. Are you finding vendors on Pinterest or yes. to the trade-only yeah, yeah, yeah. people on Pinterest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tile Pinterest. Bar, okay. and Saks, Water. Mm-hmm. So it does does seem like it could make sense that if you're a, especially a beginning designer out there, you could find vendors or people that you didn't have access to. I know that when I first started interior design, that was one of the biggest barriers to entry. It's like, where the hell do I get my stuff? Where do I get product? Where do I get trade sources? And and being in the on the Facebook groups really help. But if you could just plug it in and look for, do you think that would be on Pinterest the designer trade? Uh, you know what? I don't think they have that yet, and I I think that's still an area where magazines are so important. Okay. Um, and getting your magazines, and I hate to say as much as I want to say, Pinterest has taken over the way they haven't. I still I still get all my magazines. Do you? Well, you have you noticed the magazines are so skinny now. I Remember know. Remember when they used to be it, like, yeah, I, like a, I rem- yeah. I know. What is it? The the September issue, like the where it was, you know, like six hundred pages. They're not quite that, but they're still, you know, and getting trade magazines. It's it's just educating yourself. All starting designers should find out what their local, you know, D and D building or A and D building or whatever mm-hmm. design district, and just figure out how to walk through, get their credentials to be able to walk through and start learning and or, you know, get their, you know, there's always a booklet you can buy that is, you know, the the guide or yeah. or you can go online and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, you don't have to buy it. You can just go online and find out your local, you know, Miami mm-hmm. Design District, all the shops that yeah. are there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's important not to forget the legwork in, the, in that yeah, stuff too. Yeah, you, you can't, been, you yeah. can't. Pinterest can't replace it all. No, you know, (laughs) you know, I don't, I never want to knock millennials, but you know, you still have to do, oh, there's so many. I mean, I think it's so funny. My girlfriend's a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because I've I've worked with so many that are equally as smart and, you know, you give them a texting, they can figure it out in two seconds. Just give them some avocado toast and they're happy. (laughs) (laughs) When you went back to talking about being, going, getting back to the higher end stuff or or aspirational designers or people wanting to do higher end, you you said, you know, look, you still have to look at the magazines and go through the AD 100 and, you know, look at some of these higher ends to get your inspiration. I was wondering how many of the AD 100 are on Pinterest. That would be a good little project to go look and see. I've seen Kelly Wurschler on Pinterest. I know she's she's everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere. I She's mean, not doing it. 
But I wonder how many people have a, a Pinterest account, right? You know, that's not maybe their marketing team, like for product, but it's just a there, Pinterest no, account. No, a lot of, I mean, I can say a lot of, of the smaller end, mm-hmm. you know, they all do. There's, you know, one company in Michigan, Cloth and Kind, they do amazing. I like really colorful. Like for me personally, my projects that I work for the company end up being a, a little more architectural, a little more streamlined, a little, but my personal, as you can tell by my shirt, um, <laughs> who's ever watching this on video, not on, <laughs> not on the audio. I'm wearing a colorful blue and white floral. I'm, I'm all about patterns and mixing patterns and stuff like that. So in that sense, I get a lot of inspiration on um, Pinterest from those types of designers that I'm just like, oh, I love what you're doing, you know, mixing all this stuff. So there's different levels that listen to the show. There are the levels that do like the affordable interior design. There are the designers that do, you know, middle of the road interior design, not high, not low. And then there's interior designers on here that, you know, are multi-million dollar interior design firms that only do super high end stuff. So Pinterest, I think, could be a very good tool for everybody there. I know that, like I said, we used it. I know a lot of designers that use it. The take that you had about using it in-house to communicate with other designers, I love that. I love the the fact that you you gathered inspiration globally from Pinterest to help yeah. to incorporate that into your designs. It's, it's a really good tool. And I do think that Pinterest, I did mention before, Pinterest is a publicly held company and their stock went through the roof during COVID because, again, it, we're all sitting here, you know, uh, slaves to dig- the digital, to the video, to the digital. But I do think that with Pinterest, with Zoom, with all these little digital tools that we came to rely on during COVID, that that's going to be, we're going to retain that into the future. We're going to use that. Like when we did Zoom consultations using Pinterest, sharing screens with our clients. And even after when things started opening up some, we were like, you know what? We didn't have to drive for an hour. (laughs) That was a very, you know, it was fine. Let's just keep incorporating Zoom presentations. So I I definitely see that this being the wave of the future is just relying heavily on, on this kind of thing. And if you're out there racking your brain from scratch, trying to do a design and you're just not getting the muse or you're not getting the inspiration, go down a rabbit hole on Pinterest. You'd be amazed what you can fine. Even if you're a higher end interior designer, I think no matter what the level. Chandler, you've given us some great insight and great tips on how you're able to use Pinterest at DXA Studio. Is there anything that I have forgotten to ask you that you think that the audience needs to hear before we get into the What Up Wingnut round? Use it as a tool. Use it as a way to expand yourself, but don't limit yourself to it. You know, that, I think that's really the the key and the takeaway is it's an amazing tool as long as you don't think it's the only tool you have to use. It's like, you know, eating. You don't just use a fork. You, you have to use a <laughs> knife and a spoon sometimes. You know, like you, you need to diversify yourself and, and do your research. And the more you link to, the more your world of Pinterest is going to grow on you. And that's where you're going to get even more out of it. And save, 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 save. You know, create as many boards for yourself that you can because the one image that you don't save, you'll be so mad when you're like, oh my God, remember that image that would have been perfect to share with my client and I forgot to save it. And now I don't know where I found it. I don't know where I looked for it and you'll never find it again. You have unlimited save potential, so you might yeah, as well just, just save. Yeah, just save. Even if you think it doesn't mean anything, it will. At some point, you will use it. And that's, that's awesome. my last and final. That, that's a great tip to end on. So now, Chandler Oldham, I have to ask you, if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. I loved uh, the second question, but we can start with the first. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Chandler Oldham, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Dog's best friend. I love dogs. 
it's not they're my best friend. I'm their best friend. I just want to make friends with every dog out there. I love design, but it's dogs over design. <laughs> I have two dogs and I found that most of my clients had dogs too, just because yes! of the, my marketing and, and just because of my affinity for them. It's just, that's who vibed with me. I swear, if you go through some of the best designers out there, they all have dogs. I think it's a foundation tool that we need. Second question. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? I have this conversation all the time, and my answer has never changed in how many years? Pizza. Just pizza. (laughs) Margarita pizza. Simple pizza. It is the best food out there. I mean, it has to be good pizza. Let's, <laughs> and it's not deep dish pizza. It's not Chicago style, New York style, Italian style. Nicely out of, but um, covers yeah. all the food groups. Very smart. I love pizza. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally. Okay. This one, I had to go with Watership Down by Richard Adams. A high school favorite. They made me read that in high school. (laughs) Yes. And that's when I read it. And back in the day, I hated reading. I was an active kid. I, I played every sport. I was really active and you could never sit me down to get me to read. And one summer, my family was looking to move to California. So we stayed out there for three weeks and I had to read two books over that summer and Watership Down was one of them. And I literally sat down and I like read through the whole thing in like three days because wow. I loved it so much. But I also, I am of the age where, do you remember the movie that came out in the 70s where it was an animated movie I, of yeah, it? Yeah, I never saw it, but I do know what you're talking about. I yes. did as a small child. So I loved the animated movie. But I don't think it made sense to me. It was just, you know, like rabbits running around and I loved rabbits. (laughs) I've always liked animals. But when I read the book, it was, um, for me, I mean, like, there's so many other To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, I can go through and then so many more books since I've, you know. Yeah, yeah, something personally life-changing was Watership Down because it it taught me to read, (laughs) to enjoy reading. That's a beautiful gift. When I was a kid, I loved reading. Chandler, thank you so much for being a guest on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and DXA Studio. You can go to www.dxastudio.com and you'll see all of our projects. And I cannot get off without saying that we are actually, it is going to be the 10-year anniversary of the founding of the company. And Happy anniversary. Yeah, very excited. And we are um, publishing a book. It's been a labor of love in our office, um, everyone getting involved to help put this book together. It's DXA 10 Years, and it is coming out in the fall. Uh, we've been going through all the proofs internally and all the projects, and it, it basically is a love letter almost to design in New York. Uh, a lot of our projects have been New York-based, so it kind of tracks kind of the history of the architecture of New York and how our projects, you know, kind of maintain a lot of that. We do a lot of historic preservation on top of, of a lot of new builds, but even with the new builds, you know, really honoring the history of architecture for New York before and moving forward. So, it's a, it's a beautiful book, you know, with um, architecture photos. A coffee table book? It's, it is it is really I'm I'm, I'm quite a sucker impressed. for those. Yeah. Of course, of course you'll send me one, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maddie Maddie's on that now on the PR is definitely on top of that. But yeah. Where can they go to find that? You again? can just go to Amazon. It's already it's already on Amazon. You can't purchase it yet, but it's available for pre purchase now. And then the publisher is Oro Editions. Okay, cool. So I think it's OroEditions.com. So All you right, can okay. kind of read a little bit more about it. But yeah, it's DXA. 
10 years. And the DXA is design and architecture. That's what the DXA uh, stands sense. for in case Alrighty. anyone was wondering. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You have a terrific week. Thank you. You too. <laughs> have a good one. All right. So what'd you think? Are you open to using Pinterest as a tool for your interior design business? I mean, a lot of you probably already are. Chandler did have some tips on getting out of that rabbit hole because it's true. When we go on Pinterest, we see the same stuff over and over and over again because of the algorithm. So that was a nice little tip to break out using the Pinterest plugin and saving from a variety of websites to your Pinterest to help broaden what they think you're going to like to see and to get really creative in that search engine. You know, Pinterest is a very robust search engine. So get very specific when you're typing in what you're looking for. If the person that's posted the pin is doing their job correctly, you know, making it discoverable for that search, you're going to find exactly what it is that you're looking for. So thanks Chandler for sharing that information. And we look forward to seeing the DXA 10 years on Amazon in the green room. We were talking after her, her show, and that's looking more likely to be out in November on Amazon. I'm not sure if you can pre-order it yet, but you can check it out. That's DXA T-E-N years because I, I couldn't find it. I put in the number 10 because I'm a rube. So, <laughs> so there you go. A very helpful tool that we're going to take into the future post-COVID as with all these other tools like Zoom and et cetera. All right, guys, that's it for today. If you're not a Wingnut Premium member, make sure you go over to wingnutpremium.com and you can listen to the bonus episode today, which is going to have be extra tips and tricks for your marketing or systems and processes for your interior design business. Those come out every Wednesday and they're only available to Wingnut Premium members. And not only do you get the extra deep dive episodes, but you get monthly Instagram content planning calendars. You get the premium Facebook group membership only for you guys with the monthly masterminds, which is one-on-one. Well, one-on-one, it's however many in the group to one. You can ask any of your marketing questions, but it's me. It's me. It's my team. You can bring your questions to the table. Um, Nine times out of 10, we're going to have the answer. If not, you know what? We'll write them down. We'll find out the answer and we'll get it back to you because that's one of the perks that you have as a premium member. You get the ask me anything in the group whenever you have an issue or a problem with your social media, your marketing, or even if you have a quick one-off question you want to ask in the group, go over there and type it up and one of us will get back to you as soon as we can. So check that out. Again, that's wingnutpremium.com. Run, don't walk. It's quite a bargain. It was $14.95 to the uh, first people that signed up for that. But now it is $24.95 a month. So the beta testers got a little bit of a discount. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right. That's it. Until next week, remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Public finger, fig fingers. All right. So what'd you think? Uh, bonus eps, bonus. Good boy, Mango.